What's up, everybody? I'm Danielle. And I'm Rob. Welcome to Streamiverse, a 10-minute podcast rooted entirely in spite. We used to be a podcast about Quibi, but they sent us a cease and desist. So now we talk about everything that streams. Quibi's not the only game in town, honey. We're all stuck at home for the foreseeable future, so let's watch some trash together. Here's what's going on today in the Streamiverse. We're starting with a big one today, folks. It's a big one. We need to jump right in. There's no time to waste. Quibi is still slipping on the App Store charts, and we need to turn this thing around before it becomes the Titanic of apps. (laughs) Where are they at in the App Store, Daniel? Uh, Oh, gosh. Now I'm going to look it up. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Last time I looked, they were past the 100 mark. Yeah, I think they like they fall, they jump up every once in a while because the, another sector of Jonas stands uncovers them. Um, they're not. Listen, whenever someone asks how's Quibi doing, I answer with a Dorinda from New, Real Housewives of New York, uh, GIF that says "Not well, bitch," and that's how they're doing. They're doing not well, bitch. But Uh-oh, I can't even find them on this list. We're going to turn that. They're, they're number 93, Rob. On the free app charts, they're number 93. Okay. So they're still in the top 100. They're in between Chipotle and Photomath, whatever that is. They're below Subway. <laughs> I'm, surprised, I'm surprised Chipotle is below Subway. Well, Chipotle's got a lot of issues, too. Maybe we'll fix them next. But Listen, for right another now... company I want to trash real bad, <laughs> Subway. That is a cursed company. Save it for Subiverse. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> sure. <laughs> Subiverse? That's but great. So the number one thing that Quibi needs to do to turn it around, to bring it back, is... They need to deal with their finances. And by deal yeah. with it, I mean, I right now they have $2 billion. That's enough. We put this in our PowerPoint. I wish I could have told this to Jay Katz's face. $2 billion is already too much. Right. And it's, you know, not just the fact that they have a ton of funding. It's, you know, great for them that they have $2 billion. But the important thing for a company is to figure out how to allocate that money. And the way that we've seen Quibi allocate this money is that they have put a ton of money into celebrity names, into marketing, into flagship features like Turnstile, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Uh, And, you know, it's... They have to they have to get this in order because what's happening is they've put money into basically shows that are serving as ads for their service, right? Like Chrissy Teigen's Chrissy Court. That is a show, but that show only exists to get people to subscribe to Quibi. Once they get there and they watch that show... They're like, fuck. I mean, they're <laughs> like, this is not what i'm paying for <laughs> no and hopefully they'll go and discover they'll like still stay on the app and go discover one of the shows that's actually worth their time like reno 911 or agua donkeys or floored but right. that's a big chance that quibi's taking yeah and listen quibi likes to say they said this when we interviewed them they like to say like we're a startup you know when you yeah. think of a startup you think a scrappy like millennial started in you know, a garage or if they're lucky, maybe they got a million dollars 
in funding for their first round, right? And it's like, oh my gosh. And if they can make that startup work on that money, then they've got an exciting product that like you want to know about. Whereas Quibi is like, we're a startup with $2 billion. Right. Why wouldn't that already puts a sour taste in everyone's mouth? Yep. People. And so. Especially in 2020. In 2020, people want to eat the rich. Okay. So stop. It's not like something you should be bragging about at this point. Two, $2 billion in funding is basically like putting a target on your back and saying, come hit me. Exactly. And we've seen this already very specifically. I know so many of you were sending us this link, but Quibi is currently in a courtroom brawl, as described by Deadline, with Echo. And we've talked about this lawsuit before, but now they're in um, preliminary injunction court hearings. And Quibi is saying, like, this lawsuit is over the turnstile technology, okay? Yeah. And they're basically... Like, Quibi is just a big fat piggy bank for all of these other companies. Why wouldn't you sue Quibi? You know that they have $2 billion. If Quibi was just like, mm, we're just a little company with like $10 million, then no one would mm-hmm. no one would be going after them in this way. Yeah. And so what's going on with Echo is that they are claiming that, um, that Echo gave a demonstration uh, of its product, which they are claiming is what Quibi is calling turnstile. They gave a, they say they gave a demonstration of their product to a team at Snap uh, under a non-disclosure agreement, and some of the Snap employees later moved to Quibi and worked on Quibi's patented process for switching between landscape and portrait video modes. That is what Echo is alleging here. Right. What do you think about that, Danielle? I have so many thoughts about Turnstile that actually I need, we need a whole other episode for it (laughs) because we only have like five more minutes because I Mm want to stick on the fact that one of the people, so the reason this made the news freshly again, like we've already weighed in on Quibi versus Echo and we were, this was before we got the season desist, so we were firmly team Quibi. But the new news that came out about it was that the Echo lawsuit is partly being funded or maybe entirely being funded by a man named Paul Singer. Or no, sorry, Elliot Singer. And Elliot Singer, I looked him up on Wikipedia because like everyone was reporting on this as if this was someone I'm supposed to know. I looked him up. He is a billionaire billionaire with clearly time on his hands and I think he must have a personal vendetta against either Jcats or Megwit because I'm sort of like why are you doing this dude I looked him up on Wikipedia he's a big time funder for the RNC and Republican values so I'm sort of like flop I'm still mm-hmm. team like we were team Quibi before in this lawsuit I'm still team Quibi even though we did notice some um, employees from Echo following us on We did. Twitter. And we know you're listening right now. We know so. they're listening, Quibi. And just so that the Quibi employees know, you guys didn't buy us off and that was your mistake because we're still up for sale. We can be bought and we will note that yes. Netflix people are following us, Echo people are following us, Hulu people are following us, and Quibi people are following us. Exactly. So we've also read that... Quibi has already spent half a billion dollars. So they've got $1.5 billion in the bank. 
they've launched. The launch has not been a a smash hit. (laughs) What are they going to do with this next one point five billion dollars? They still got a lot of shows that are in production. I think I read somewhere that like they have enough content to last till Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then they need to get production back up and running because otherwise, like, what are people going to watch on Quibi? Just like daily essentials. Yeah, of exactly. People in their homes yeah, reporting <laughs> on the same five facts about coronavirus that everyone already knows. Yeah. So they're, they're going to have to figure it out. But they do. I personally think they should be scheming up ways to get rid of that money as fast as possible. Mm hmm. Like, and do not raise anymore. Please, God. Because if you cannot make Quibi work with $2 billion, Quibi's not meant to work, honey. Yeah. Like, I, Rob and I have made Streamiverse work on what? How much does Spreaker cost a month, Rob? 30 bucks? <laughs> yeah, it's like 30 bucks a month. This was a super low barrier to entry for us. <laughs> you know, we're using... Our God-given talents. I know Quibi's whole thing was like, we're working with A-list talent, and I know A-list talent ain't cheap, especially when it comes probably to like something like Quibi, which is them, you know, lending their A-listeriness to a a platform that has not proven themselves in the least. But as Rob mentioned, like the most successful things so far on Quibi are the shows that probably were a drop in the bucket of Quibi's yeah. budget, like Reno. Agua Donkeys yeah. was probably the best investment they ever made. That is, you know, and Well, let's, so, let's call a spade a spade. The best investment they made was actually Cup of Joe. Just by getting all those fans, the Jonas fans. I mean, here's something we're actually learning about Quibi is who of the A-listers actually ha- has an audience that converts. And yeah. that's valuable information that Quibi should either find a way to monetize or hold really close to the vest because mm-hmm. I'm feeling like Chrissy Teigen Sands didn't make the jump. Neither did Reese Witherspoons. Neither did yeah. fucking Liam Liam Hemsworths. But you know whose mm-hmm. fans did? Cup of Joes. That's very interesting data. Quibi needs to get BTS on there, that Korean group. Oh, God, I those, wish. Those people are fiends. Yeah, they can't afford <laughs> BTS. But they, hey, there's a way to spend money. And if they're looking for another way to spend money, our Patreon is open. Oh, shoot. We ran out of time. But don't worry. We'll be back every weekday for the rest of your lives. To see how this conversation ends, tune in next time on Streamyverse. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with your favorite stream millionaires. See you in the streamy. <laughs>